Hey villagers, Cliff here. Welcome back to Unajua, where we present crowdsourced minimum actionable responses to important questions in 15 minutes or less. This is the second episode of a three-part Unajua series focused on the Blockchain Africa investment opportunity, featuring the passionate South African venture capitalist Hope Ditlakanyane and seasoned Zimbabwe venture builder Nzuisi Sachidembo. In this cut, Hope and Nzui offer helpful ways of thinking about crypto as a personal investment opportunity. That's next, but first... Thank you to the Cello Community Fund for their support for our ongoing season of blockchain-themed learning content. Thanks to their support, we commissioned an op-ed published by Business Report South Africa entitled Taking Art Onto a Global Stage Through Digital Technology. And this details how Nigerian microbiologist turned visual artist Ayanfe Olarinde is using blockchain technology to safeguard her fine art and amplify her commercial potential. Shout out to the homie Andile Masuku for penning the piece. If you haven't read it, you can find a link to the article in the show notes wherever you're listening. And of course, to learn more about Cello's mission to build a financial system that creates the conditions for prosperity for everyone, visit www.cello.org. Right. Is there a useful framework for thinking about crypto as a personal investment opportunity? Well, here is Hope and Nzui with some pointers. So from my view, it's still early days within the crypto world. Even though Bitcoin has been around for many, many years, I think the variations within the space and the new sectors that are popping up still indicate that we're still early days. So as one invests, one has to be aware of the risks involved with investing in any idea or any opportunity that is still very early, that the risk levels are quite high. So one would always need to gauge how much they would put into this new asset class at an early stage, knowing that there's quite a bit of risk involved. It's exciting to hear Nzui say like it's still early days because I do personally feel like, ah, am I too late, right? But what's exciting is the fact that like even when I look at investing personally, there's like so much diversity in what you can invest in. And just looking at other types of investments I make, like always stick to what you know. So naturally, I think I've gone to Nzui and be like, oh, there's like all these different coins and like how do you track all these different coins and stuff like that? And are there platforms that are a lot more relevant within an African context to allow us to be able to like put in our money, track the progress, create that liquidity quite easily and within those platforms have as much diversity as possible. But what's also quite interesting is, you know, we are seeing a growth in sort of like the Robinhood model of investing in startups, but in a very easier way in terms of you don't need to own the entire cap table, like you just have a fraction that you own and platforms like Get Equity are starting to list like crypto-based businesses, right, that are working on the continent. So I think, yes, there's like the traditional way that I've seen retail investing happen, which is on these platforms through different coins, like your Bitcoin, Ethereum, et cetera. And then secondly, how can you then, for me personally, angel investing in different startups that are working within the blockchain space and doing interesting things, but then they just need that initial liquidity to prove the use case before they can go to an institution and investor. So that's where my thoughts currently are at in terms of, you know, there's so much happening in Web 3.0, blockchain, NFTs, et cetera. And the same lens as an investor 
that you would have, but how can you back these people early from an angel perspective? But yeah, the infrastructure, the legal requirements for people to do that, it's evolving as a lot of angel syndicates and angel microfunds are launching, but it's an exciting way to kind of diversify personal investments as well. You mentioned something interesting in that uh, you need to know what you're investing in. Yeah. Uh, but I'd, I'd like to take a step back to say you need to know what type of an investor you are. Yes. Right. Within the space, we are seeing traders who are making, you know, multiple transactions within a day. They have, you know, high velocity transactions getting in and out of positions. But we are also seeing just normal retail investors who make less than five transactions within a month. Then we've got collectors who are buying up non-fungible tokens with the view that they will increase in value over time. Then we've got individuals who are basically buying up special digital assets to be part of special interest communities. This okay. is where we find the gamers. And we've got those that are just leveraging digital assets from a utility perspective, remittances and payments and the like. So it's very important for one to firstly know what type of an investor they yeah. are. Because one would, for instance, fall within the realm of being a retail investor, but get exposed to maybe messaging from traders and try to get into that space and quickly realize that they'll get burnt out because they don't necessarily have uh, the right information or the right exposure. So this aspect of just knowing where it is one wants to focus on when they're investing within the space, then from that perspective, then they can start looking at the different sectors that are emerging within the space and actually specialize, right? Yeah. I think there's an opportunity for one to become a specialist, be it they're investing in Web3 or be it investing in centralized exchange coins or, you know, decentralized exchange coins or many of the different sectors that are emerging within the space. I guess one of the complexities though within the space and how it differs from investing in like public markets is the information and the ease but also the pace at which things are changing. So like platforms like Easy Equities made it so easy for you to kind of catch up on public markets, align on which shares make the most sense for you and then essentially take that initial risk with like, you know, as low as 50 Rand and then eventually you kind of grow your portfolio that way. What is your view on how we can get to that state of like information sharing and maturity within this blockchain space to really enable that retail investing? Because I think now that's currently the barrier, right? There's so many changes, so much information. And how do we structure that information in a way that is palatable to like the normal consumer market? Now, interesting question. So, I mean, one thing that I'll have to agree with is just the velocity of information, but just the velocity of development within the space as well. Uh, so many new projects are coming up each and every day. Retail investors don't necessarily have the time to go through all the different white papers that are being yeah. spun out. And some don't even understand what's being said within the white paper, which makes it very difficult. You're finding a couple of different platforms starting to emerge to try and answer this question around discovery and solving the discovery challenge. One interesting platform, for instance, is Nansan, who recently raised a Series B for 75 million US dollars. And their focus is to build this blockchain 
intelligence platform that allows one to be able to quickly monitor the behavior of whales, uh, whales being major holders of uh, crypto assets, and, and basically mimic what they're doing. Uh, so that's just one avenue of trying to discover opportunities within the space. But there are many different avenues that other players are leveraging to try and answer this question of uh, from a discovery perspective. So it's still a big question mark as yeah. to the ideal way to discover opportunities. How do you do that? <laughs> How do <laughs> I do it? Getting How do you do it? <laughs> All right, cool, man. So, so on my side, I basically monitor in near real time the top 3,000 uh, digital assets and basically do risk scoring on them to assess different aspects from liquidity of the coin to counterparty risk. I'm also assessing the utility aspect of a coin just to make sure that at least there's no fluff, but there's a real world market that mm. the specific digital asset or crypto coin is actually addressing. So just bringing about all these different aspects, you know, one can get to a level of understanding what the opportunity looks like for that specific digital asset. And be sure to catch the third and final installment of this Unajua series because Hope and Nzui will be sharing how they vet blockchain tech startups in their respective roles at Founders Factory Africa. It's definitely going to be a vibe. In the meantime, whether you're already actively investing in crypto in your personal capacity or thinking about getting your beak wet in this space, we'd love to hear what you made of this episode. So go ahead and click in the Unajua link in the show notes wherever you're listening. Or if you're listening from africantechroundup.com, click on the microphone icon in the right-hand side of your screen and leave us a 60-second voice note with your thoughts. Also, share your thoughts with us on social media using the hashtag Unajua series or DM us on Twitter at African Roundup. Alrighty, that's it for now. Till next time, take it easy, Africa.